Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Well, welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. We're so happy to have you on today. I am Matt Lilly, and I have a special guest that I'm excited to talk about just down the road from where we are in Wichita, Kansas, uh, my neighbor in Dallas, Texas, uh, Jen Broyles. Welcome to the show today. Uh, thank you so much, Matt. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about business, sometimes we talk about what's going on in, in the world, and today really important topic. We're going to be talking about kind of health, overall health wellness, but really as it relates to the breath itself, which I've heard and experienced so many things around the breath, but this is, you're a transformational coach. You're a holistic nutrition coach. You're a neurosomatic. Look at me, just rip that out of there. You're a neurosomatic. That's the first time I've ever said that word. Neurosomatic breath therapist. I like that. I could say that. Abla. Mandula Ablangara. I always choose a credit. Yeah, right. um, a breathwork guide um, for, for individuals that want to release anxiety, uh, break through limiting patterns and beliefs, um, and also just, I would, I would imagine, re uh, release trauma, past mm -hmm. trauma, I would imagine, through yeah. the breathwork. So, and I can't think of a better time to have this conversation than where we're at in the world right now. I think everybody and I'm going to generalize and project on everybody that's listening, but you know, I think all of us to some degree feel overstressed or more stressed than we probably should or need to. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of anxiety out there. There's a lot of division, you know, certainly here at Bright Vibe, we we're trying to put positive vibes out into the world to make it a lighter, brighter place. Yeah. But there, but the reason we did that was because we saw that there was so much division and so much tension, so much anxiety. And, Thank goodness you're on today because almost all of your work focuses on the antidote, all the bad stuff, right? <laughs> right, you're, you're, right. You're like, you're, you're like the, uh, I, I won't, I won't use the word vaccine because that's a whole nother show. You're the antidote for mm -hmm. what's ailing us, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm aiming for. And of course it's, mm -hmm. It's not just me. There's a there's a right. a lot of us out there. You're doing right. it too, yes. uh, right? right? But spreading a, a message of positivity and hope and love and solutions to mm -hmm. this collective anxiety and stress and fear that mm -hmm. is plaguing many people and not serving anyone, right? And so, right. how do we move through that? Yes. And you know, the one underlying thing that I've been processing through my life for the last three years, it seems like all those things, the anxiety, the stress, all of that at the base of it for me is fear, right? yeah. fear yeah. of the unknown, fear of what might happen, fear of this, fear of that. Mm -hmm. And, and really dealing with those fears, man, that is hard. That's tough when you're getting yeah. down to some of those base, like survival, almost instinctual primal fears, mm -hmm. but we have, but they manifest in so many strange ways. There's so many symptoms, it seems, to that fear. There are. There are. Do, you, do you deal with, I mean, is that kind of some of the things you address through your work? Absolutely. And and I, I mean, we've all experienced it, right? I can speak for myself, and I've experienced that a lot over the past couple of years with everything mm -hmm. that's going on in the collective. Mm -hmm. And even 
situations that have been going on in my own personal life mm -hmm. and and how that fear manifests as anxiety, as doubt, as scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. as um as like, you know, this fight or flight. Like, mm -hmm. are you trying to escape the situation? Are you trying to fight against it? Right. And ultimately right. you end up fighting people that <laughs> you don't even know mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. or something like right. that. We see a lot of that. Uh -huh, um, totally. How is that showing up for you? Is it manifesting as physical ailments, gut mm -hmm. issues, hormone issues, sleep issues? Um, it could be a whole host of things, but these emotions and these thoughts that um, become um, more routine or habitual or kind of like this running loop in your mind, you know, if we don't learn ways to move through it, Mm -hmm. and process that stuff, then it does manifest those things ultimately that you don't want. And so, yeah, one of one of the things that I work with with clients is addressing that, like not mm -hmm. denying it, not suppressing mm -hmm. it, not not pretending it's not there, but acknowledging it and bringing it to the forefront, being aware that this thought or this fear or this emotion is there and moving through it. And um, and coming out the other side where the other side is freedom, right? We can think of fear most often as an illusion, but it feels mm -hmm. real. Right. And how do we move from that into a place of love and possibility and abundance and peace, peace of mind, right? Mm -hmm. And Definitely. so it's been a practice for me <laughs> personally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can absolutely share more. Like I went through a really tough time last year with some stuff going on in my personal life. And mm -hmm. I had so many tools and techniques to use. And I also mm -hmm. knew that I got to reach out and get help and support as well mm -hmm. and move through some really heavy stuff. So it's a process for sure. So let's, let's do this then. Cause I, I like where you're headed with this. So I want to kind of put some, uh, a little bit of color, a little bit of context mm -hmm. to you um, and who you are, because what I find is whether we're talking about leadership, whether we're talking about supplementation, whether we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, whatever holistic nutrition, whatever we were talking about on the show, without a doubt, every guest that comes on, every person that comes into this podcast has overcome something and then they've turned their pain into their superpower, right? They've turned yeah. whatever the, the biggest, and, and, and I will include myself in there for, yeah. for some of the stuff I, I do. It's because of the pain that I experienced as a child in specific situations. And at some point those now I can, and I can feel the gratitude. I can feel the love in my heart for the situation because mm -hmm. the situation was the rocket fuel. And sometimes the saving grace that has moved me through life to want to help other people, mm -hmm. to want to see other people be free. And so mm -hmm. in your own story, there's gotta be a reason that you came to try, you know, you came to this point of wanting to help other people transform, you know, the holistic nutrition piece, uh, the breathwork work. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess where did that kind of, if you could pinpoint a catalytic moment for you at what point, I guess what was the trauma or what was the, the thing that the, the pain that became your superpower and then what led you into this work? Yeah. Great question. And, um, <laughs> we could spend a whole hour on this question, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of key, okay. right. key areas. So when we go back to childhood, um, through just 
you know, upbringing and my personality, like I tended to be very perfectionistic. Um, oh, I was mm -hmm. a competitive gymnast. It was mm -hmm. all about perfection. Mm -hmm. um, I, I strove to be perfect in school. I was a straight A student, very involved in activities and organizations. And through that perfectionism, that need for, for perfectionism, mm -hmm. I was afraid of making mistakes, for letting other people down, for doing it wrong. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to always be right. All of these things. I had a very loud inner critic. Mm -hmm. Still do. Right. <laughs> if any of you are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a type one. Oh. Oh, and mm -hmm. so, um, so looking back now, I can see how that played out. And mm -hmm. in many ways, it led to me playing very small mm. in areas where I doubted myself, right? right. Um, right. This fear of being seen and heard, even though I was perceived as being very outgoing and I was a leader in many areas of my life, there was so much fear underlying that of like messing up or making a mistake or saying something that isn't going to resonate with someone else or might make someone yep. else mad, you know, just all right. of these things running through my mind that kind of held me back. And even though on the surface, on paper, it was like high achiever, high achiever, right. high achiever, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that I've been able to really look at and uncover and address and with love, right? Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. with that self-criticism and not right. with guilt and regret or anything like that, but saying, oh, this is here. And this way of being will like, it may always be there and I get to be aware of it and mm -hmm. choose differently, right? Right. And playful out and be seen and, and all of these things. And so, so that's one area I would say the other that really moved me into the holistic health world is in college, I started dealing with chronic G digestive issues mm -hmm. and I can link it now uh, to some antibiotics I was put on for a period of time mm -hmm. that kind of triggered it. And I was under a lot of stress because right. I was the perfect straight A student, right? So so that kind of triggered it. And I thought eventually it would go away and it, and it didn't. And mm -hmm. over time, I, I started experiencing other issues, hormone issues, anxiety, mm -hmm. all of these different things. I... Mm -hmm. Um, I lost a ton of weight. It, I definitely developed some disordered eating because anything I uh -huh. ate made me feel sick. Right. And so I finally, like in my later 20s, started seeing doctors to to help me. And at that time, I was working in pharmaceutical sales, <laughs> sell, <laughs> selling medications right, so. for, yeah. Right, yes. Oh, it was so funny to look back now and see how like the path has mm -hmm. been created yep. for me. And so I went the conventional route to, to heal my own symptoms because that's mm -hmm. what I knew and that's what I believed right. in. And so I was seeing all of these doctors trying all these medications, doing all these different tests and mm -hmm. nothing seemed to be the solution. And at that time I felt like I had run out of options and I dove into my own reading and research in the area of nutrition and quickly came to find out that everything I thought I knew about nutrition, which what I thought I knew was eat fat free, um, right. <laughs> artificial sweeteners are awesome, right, <laughs> you know, right. like all yes, these things. All, and I quickly, <laughs> yeah, right. all the stuff I, we saw on TV back then, all right? the stuff we saw on TV. Yeah, and still and do so someday. I quickly came to find out that, oh my God, none of that's true. Actually, the, mm -hmm. the opposite is true. And so, um, I, it opened my eyes to this whole new world of alternative wellness, holistic healing, integrative medicine. And that's when I went back to school. 
to study mm -hmm. integrative nutrition and become a holistic health coach. And then over time, as I began to heal my own symptoms, um, I realized that and work with clients on their gut mm -hmm. issues as well. I realized that a big component that was not being addressed for me and a lot of times for my clients was the stress. And mm -hmm. I found that a lot of my clients were very similar personalities too. Right. Moderate or critic, perfectionist, you know, right. don't want to make mistakes, people pleaser, all of these things. And so learning how to address the stress and the emotional piece of wellness, especially through breath work and some other modalities was pivotal for me. And mm -hmm. so I started to bring that into my practice. That's what most people come to me for now is the breath work and mm -hmm. um, coaching along with that. So what was the, what was the leap between, cause it is a leap between I'm selling or I'm promoting uh, synthetic drugs mm -hmm. <laughs> to, I want to coach people on breath work and <laughs> You, you left a little bit of a, we need to have a bridge there. You kind yeah. of, you, went, you went from like one continent to another. I don't know. <laughs> how did you, was there a boat? Was there You're a plane? Right. How, how did you You're get right. there? From... <laughs> and that was like many years in between. So, of course. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> so from the time of pharma, once I started to realize that nutrition was key, and also I was selling drugs for um, diabetes, high cholesterol, acid reflux, and every day talking to doctors and seeing, hearing their frustrations as well with them oh, not right. being able to help their patients because they they can't get their patients to change their lifestyle. Right. Um, uh -huh. And they just keep on having to add on medication. Right. And seeing all of these sick patients in the waiting room, I realized there's such an opportunity here mm -hmm. for people for coaches to really help people in the lifestyle area. All of these mm -hmm. chronic diseases are lifestyle diseases. If we right. change the way we live, if we change what we mm -hmm. put into our bodies, we can reverse and we can heal. Mm -hmm. And so that was not only just for my own healing, but just seeing it in everyday life in these doctor's offices, I saw such an opportunity to mm -hmm. help people. And so that was one piece. And then over the years, as I was coaching clients and even in my own health and wellness, I would see these plateaus, like mm -hmm. you're doing everything right. You're eating the cleanest diet out there. Um, you're taking supplements, you're doing all of these things and you hit a plateau where you've come a long way, but you're still, there's still healing to, to be done. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is addressing the, oftentimes the emotional root to right. the issue. Right. And so I actually had several people in my life ask me if I had tried breath work. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I know like box breathing and four, seven, eight breath. Like I've done that, oh, right. Yeah, right. you know, um, mm -hmm. but is breath work different? And at first I just wasn't interested. I literally had a doctor, a very like forward thinking doctor say, mm -hmm. If you change the way you breathe, you would heal. And really? Like, well, that's yeah. pretty amazing. They were I know. Able to see and I was that. like, whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> whatever is not right. that easy. You know, like I right. just did not, uh, it just sounded too far fetched. Right. And then from that, over a couple of years, I had several people mention breath work to the point mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, <laughs> this has come up enough. 
it's time for me to pay attention to this and try mm-hmm. breathwork. And I happened to be in Southern California at the time where breathwork is more prominent than it is in Dallas. And I got to try several different forms of breathwork. I went to a bunch of different classes and was blown away Mm -hmm. by the experience. No pun intended. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean that it was so powerful. I, I had no idea our breath could Mm. literally change our state in the way that it did in the way that I experienced everything from experiencing like so much emotion to like I was mm-hmm. releasing so much emotional baggage and it was like you don't even have to have the memories of stuff come up you're just releasing trapped emotions through the breath and and then feelings of just ultimate bliss and ecstasy mm. through your breath and just feeling light and free and anxiety going away and so many powerful experiences through breath work. And I was like, okay, I want more of this in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. it's about to go back to Dallas. And Mm -hmm. I really developed a practice when I got back to Dallas of doing breath work every day. And through that experience, I kept feeling this call to, to really learn this and get, get trained in breath work so I could share it with others. And that's what I, that's what I did. Wow. That's cool. And let's define it's kind of like yoga. My wife's a yoga instructor. My wife, nice. or, uh, she's not uh, teaching currently. We've got a couple mm-hmm. of young kids and I know I should do yoga every day and I haven't done yoga in over a year. So okay. just like, so, so <laughs> breath work is similar. I know about it, but I'm not yeah. doing it. And so kind of help for just in layman's terms, when we say the, when you say the word breath work, mm-hmm. help kind of put some like practical, like literal what do you, I mean, what's happening when you, not, yeah. not, not the what's happening like at a cellular level, but just how are you breathing that's different yeah. than you were breathing before? I mean, what is breath work? Like what physically? Is breath work? Yeah, right. absolutely. So I would say breath work is breath awareness and conscious breathing. And there are a lot of different styles of breath work mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. The type of breath work that I teach is really designed to calm and regulate your nervous system. To, mm-hmm. to get out of survival mode, to get out of fight or flight, and to, to really begin to harmonize your nervous system, activate that rest, relax, and digest state of your nervous system. And so the way that we're breathing in the breathwork that I teach, first of all, mm-hmm. a breathwork experience is like 30 minutes to an hour of okay. conscious breathing, depending on, I mean, the session can range in duration, but it's like intentional conscious breathing. Mm-hmm. I play really powerful music mm-hmm. as we're breathing that really helps us get into a deep state of meditation and the breathing, the way you're breathing gets you into a really deep state of meditation. Like mm-hmm. I had practiced meditation before breath work. Breath work really allows me to get into the deepest state of meditation ever. So when, when I'm guiding breath work, we're breathing in a rhythm mm-hmm. to the beat of the music that I'm playing. And, and so, mm-hmm. um, some people are listening on the podcast. Some people are watching mm-hmm. this obviously on YouTube. When you say you're breathing to the rhythm of the music, I won't mm-hmm. like break into some type of like, right. no, I won't do that because I'm <laughs> well, not good at it, obviously. <laughs> but what do you mean you're breathing at the rhythm of the music? What's an mm-hmm. example of that? Yeah. So an example would be, and, and the music I use usually has breathing sounds or counting oh, okay. uh-huh. in it. So it helps guide you and I'm guiding you through it as well. Mm-hmm. But it's like breathing in, two, three, four, out, mm-hmm. 
two, three, four. In, okay, two, got it. So, so, so it's, it's very rhythmic. Right, okay. So it's, it's in, ri- yeah. out, rhythmic. Mm-hmm. And so when you say we're breathing to the music, then there's some type of music that's helping us keep yes. that rhythm. Yes, yes okay, got exactly. It. Exactly, you got it. And with this breath work, we're always breathing in through our nose because nostril breathing is super important. So one of the things I like about this type of breath work is that it also retrains you how to breathe properly because most of us are not breathing properly. And so we're breathing in through our nose, out through our mouth in the breath work um, in a rhythm. And, and then after that period of rhythmic breathing, we go into a breath hold. So we exhale all the air in our lungs mm-hmm. and we hold our breath for a period of time. And this really helps us drop into a deep state of meditation. It has anti-aging properties. Um, This practice is also known as intermittent hypoxia. Mm. And so it has anti-aging properties, repairing uh, repairing and rejuvenating cells. And um, it's been linked even to healing many chronic conditions. And so it has a lot of health benefits, this, this breath hold. And I find mm-hmm. that it allows you to drop deep into a meditative state and start to reprogram your subconscious mind, start to release a lot of those old emotional imprints and limiting mm-hmm. beliefs. And then we go into another breath hold on the inhale. And so Got those it. are the three main components that we do mm-hmm. in the breath work. And we do several rounds mm-hmm. of that to music. And as the music's playing and as you're breathing, I'm also talking over it and guiding you through a meditation or visualization Mm -hmm. or speaking affirmations for you. So it's a really powerful experience. You know, when you haven't had a massage in a long time and somebody like rubs your shoulders a little bit and you're like, God, I need a massage. Yes. And you're, that's my experience I'm having right now. Like I'm <laughs> regulating my breathing more. I'm like, that sounds so nice. It's just uh-huh. like, there's a part of me that's just like, Oh, that's like that old, I'm sure it was full of chemicals, but that old commercial that was like, Calgon, take me away. It was kind of like the, right. When you're talking, I'm just like in that state of just like, okay, let's just shut off the podcast and let's just do it right now. Put on the music, right. start walking me through it. Let me close my, there's something in me that knows that I need to do this because yeah. it's just, it's just like that feeling of when you haven't had a massage in a while and your body's like, okay, quit doing this. Like let's yeah. help release. So I did want to talk about and ask questions around, um, the, you, you had talked earlier in the show about the physical body holds emotions. And when you're doing this work, what's happening, I guess? I mean, because you said you were releasing emotion that you don't even have a memory of. What does that mean? I know, right? What some people experience, not every time, but sometimes mm-hmm. during the breath work is they have emotions come up. Either mm-hmm. they start crying and they don't know why, or they start laughing or maybe they feel the need to yell. All of these are ways of purging, purging old emotions. And so I always tell people, if that happens, if they feel emotional, Mm -hmm. to lean into it, to allow it to come because something is ready to be released. Mm -hmm. And so, and like I said, you don't necessarily have to have some traumatic memory come up about it, but it's just these emotions that have gotten stored in the body over years, decades, potentially since childhood that are ready to be released. When we start breathing in a rhythm, it really starts to relax the body Mm -hmm. to a place where energy starts to move 
and energy, energy starts to flow. And so things that may have been blocked and stuck start to move. Right. And, um, and so it's a really powerful experience where you can have these emotional releases, mm-hmm. um, just through breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and until you experience it, it's difficult to explain, <laughs> but I know for me, like right. I have been for years, I mean, since childhood, just a very closed off mm-hmm. walls up. Don't want to appear weak type right. person, you know, mm-hmm. um, showing emotions, crying made me feel weak. Like I also was, you know, had this like belief that I needed to appear that everything was perfect in my life. Right. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of anger and blame and resentment built up within me and all of that started to shed and move and release. And mm-hmm. so when I first started doing breath work, there were so many tears mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't even tell you why exactly. Right. I just know a lot was coming through and and now like when i do breath work it's less of that and it's more just like feeling relaxed and and feeling more at peace and more at ease and sometimes like the meditation that i guide people through will trigger it too like if we're going to do a forgiveness meditation or an inner child meditation those (laughs) are more likely to bring up emotional things than um, perhaps a gratitude meditation. However, I will say I have done gratitude meditations with breath work and just bold, bold, right. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Gratis it's just, very powerful. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the breath gives you what you need and it is like healing medicine. So mm-hmm. when emotions come up, we don't label them. They're not good or bad. They just are. And when they start to come up, let them go. Don't suppress mm-hmm. them. So it's very therapeutic. Yeah. And, and so I've done some stuff in the breath space. In fact, I want to say the name, I wrote it down, Ananda Mandala. I don't know if you've ever heard that term or not, but I, I think it's a breath work. I think that's a breath work thing. And if it's not, feel free to figure out how to get a hold of me and let me know. But, (laughs) but so I studied, uh, in India uh, Mm -hmm. several times and we, we brought some of the, that back to actually Wichita and we were doing a workshop one day and we were, there was 80 people and we were all like holding hands you know, I'm, this is my kumbaya moment. We were all holding hands in a big circle and we were doing basically, uh, what do they call it? Dragon's breath, breath of fire, whatever, mm-hmm. where we were just breathing in and out the nose, but it was like super fast, super hard, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there was music playing and, and, and somebody was going like one, two, one, two, mm-hmm. one, two. And you're just like, and we got done with that. And I think we did that for maybe 30 minutes. And, you know, my head's getting light. I mean, if nothing else, I'm just like all that air coming in and out. I mean, I'm like winded or something. And and so we got done and people were letting go hands and all that fun stuff. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden I was like, I cannot move. I was Mm. literally paralyzed. I could not open my eyes. I could not move my hands, my feet. I could not move. In fact, I sat there and every all 80 people left and went to dinner. And I'm sitting in the room. Everybody's gone. There's nobody in the room, just me. And I am like, what the heck is going on with this? And so I literally, finally, I opened my eyes, couldn't speak, opened my eyes. I couldn't even yell for help. But I was Mm -hmm. actually in that state of just sheer wonderment at what the heck was going on. And it was the first time for me that I realized that the the body's the body and I'm in the body, but I'm not necessarily all of the, I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was very Mm -hmm. weird kind of like, cause I'm a super, 
type A would be the probably mm-hmm. the generic description, but um, driven, yeah. wants success and all the stuff to compensate for lack of feeling worthy, all of the mm-hmm. stuff that's mm-hmm. a human condition, right? Yeah. And, and so it, it was basically in that moment, I was learning that I was not in control. And I wish that would have stuck for a longer period of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, I had to roll around on the floor and eventually my body came back and we connect, <laughs> reconnected, but it was the first time. And then the second experience I had with the breath work, which I actually wasn't doing the breath work. We had a workshop and there was about 20 people in the room and we had a breath work person, an expert or a person that facilitates it come in and she was doing it from the stage and everybody was laying on the floor and she was guiding it. And I was just kind of sitting there, you know, holding space, I guess is what you would call it. And yeah. one of our staff was like, Hey, do you care if I, our, our videographer was like, Hey, do you care if I do this? I was like, well, go for it. It's the lights are off. Nobody can see anything anyway. Yeah. You're not going to be shooting video in the dark. <laughs> and so after the, after the breath work, and it was probably 30, 45 minutes after the breath work, I looked over and I could just tell he was in a state. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and here's a guy who's, you know, pretty, I would say, you know, he's Christian and he goes mm-hmm. to church and he reads the Bible, but I would say that he's not, hasn't done the woo woo things that I have done. Okay, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense for the listeners out there where he, I've done some woo woo stuff because I was driven, 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 mm-hmm. and even driven to figure out who I was and who God was and still yeah. am. Yeah. And so, so I'm driven in that way as well. And so I went and did a lot of unique things just to see right? Mm-hmm. I'm, it's like, I'm my own guinea pig. But so he did this. So he had, he has not done that stuff, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. He's led a much more traditional type of religious, spiritual life. And after I went over to him, I'm like, how are you okay? And, and he just like started to tear up a little bit. And he said that he said, I have prayed to God my whole life. He said, and that is the first time that God has ever spoken to me. And he just, and I'm getting chills saying it. And I hugged him and he started to cry. I mean, we're two grown men, right? And I hugged him and he started to cry. And it was such a beautiful experience. And I was just like, I was blown away. Literally. I was just like, wow, that is, I mean, he was just beside himself. And I was like, so I know that it's powerful. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I know that it's powerful. I love, I love that story because I can relate so much to that. Um, growing up in a very traditional Christian mm-hmm. yeah. environment um, and really like believing in God and knowing mm-hmm. that God is guiding me in my life and that he, you know, all of these things, but it was more like head knowledge, yep. not like embodying that. And through right. breath work and even experiences with plant medicine, like those uh-huh. allowed me mm-hmm. to have some of the most profound spiritual experiences where mm-hmm. I, 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 it's like a deep knowing now. Yes, that, exactly. Um, it just shifted so much for me. So I love that story. You know, and I think, and I, and this is coming up for me. So I think I'll just say it here. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, you know, I think that there's this, um, at least it wasn't me. And I think I, I see it. I'm in the Bible belt. I'm in Wichita, Kansas. We're yeah. the buckle of the belt, right? Yeah. We're kind of the it. And uh, the, I grew up in a town of 800 people. There were 13 churches for 800 people, right? But but I, I for a long time, I think that there was this kind of like you're, you're Christian or you're spiritual, right? Yeah. You're Christian or you're spiritual. And I'm like, 
that's so much BS. I think there's almost a fear with people who are in traditional Christianity that if I go do that stuff, somehow I'm not Christian. And I will tell you from my own experience anyway, it has made me a much, and I'm open to all religions. I'm yeah. open to all faiths that are, that I will say that, that are about doing good for others, doing mm -hmm. good for themselves, doing good for the world. Yeah. Um, and so, but for me, I have a lot closer relationship with Christ. I have a lot closer mm -hmm. relationship with God because I've done the stuff that's yes. the breath work and the meditation and the drum circles and the gong bath. The first time I did a gong bath, so I'm really outing myself today on the show. I haven't talked about any of this stuff. The first time <laughs> I did a gong bath was literally in the basement of a convent and nuns were doing it. Oh, like, I love like it. Like Catholic <laughs> nuns, not, not like, like some weird nuns, Catholic right. nuns in Wichita, <laughs> Kansas. And these nuns were in their seventies at the time that they were yes. facilitating a gong bath. So I've done some really weird stuff, but I will say that for me, it has made me want God more. It has made yeah. me closer to Christ. It's, it's made me want to embody Christ consciousness as much as I possibly can. And so it's not a us versus them, or this is, and, and, and this may just be my own judgments of growing up in a small town and, you know, in Kansas. But for me, there was always this sense of, I was either going to be kind of Eastern philosophy or I was, or, which, which somehow was against Christianity. I'm like, that's bull crap, right? Isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I love this conversation so much because <laughs> it's been even an internal conflict for me. Yeah. Since I started on this journey and doing some of these more woo-woo things and being like, mm -hmm. well, who am I now? Like, what do I right. identify with yes. now? Because right. am I going to be judged for doing this? And, you know, like all of this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, like I get to be Christian and I get to be right. spiritual and I get to love everyone and mm -hmm. not judge like anyone else for their beliefs yeah. or their religion because it's all beautiful and it's all a spiritual path. And so, um, I definitely mm -hmm. feel like it's opened me up a lot and yeah, like we don't, there's, there's really no need in my opinion to like put these self-imposed restrictions yeah. on ourselves. Right. So. And, and isn't it so funny because I hate to, I, I hate to wake everybody up to this fact, but Jesus was middle Eastern. He exactly. wasn't American. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. He did not look like, Probably, you know, most uh, most people listen to the podcast mm -hmm. or most people, uh, Americans, you know, welcome all those who yeah. do look different in the diversity, but he wasn't white, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. He didn't have blonde hair. He wasn't living in the, in the States, like in the exactly. burbs, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he spoke a different language, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? He yes. lived in a different space. And so, and he was super accepting of mm -hmm. other cultures and other yeah. faiths and other ways. I mean, he you know, was. that was, he was Jewish for goodness sake mm -hmm. as an, uh, you know, upbringing. So I, I just, I'm like in this conversation, accepting that, 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 you know, if, if anything is other than love or, or, or compassionate, it is not Christianity people. Exactly. It's just not. It's not yeah. And, and and I grew up in a, in a world where Christianity was judging mm -hmm. and it was almost hateful and it was, mm -hmm. you know, pious, I think is, yeah. I'll use a Christian word, pious. Yeah. And that is not Christianity. Right. That's just judgment, folks. It is. Right? It totally is. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. Like the message is love, right? Yes. It's love. Because 
I am by no means a scholar and by no means that bright when it comes to most things that are education based. But I heard it said the other day that love and judgment cannot coexist uh -uh. in the same. You, you can't be loving uh -uh. and judging at the same time, because if right. you're in judgment, guess what? You're the opposite of love. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and so I, I just. Hopefully we've given everybody else permission today to accept that it's okay to follow Christ or Buddha mm -hmm. or all, whoever you choose to. I follow yes. Christ because that's what works for me. It's not mm -hmm. that it's, I mean, I, but I didn't, I didn't have my first experience of Christ until I was in India sitting with Hindu monks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't so you love I, that? Oh I my gosh. In, you know, I wasn't in a church in, in Midwest Kansas. Mm -hmm. I was in India and Hindu monks are talking about spirituality and, and Jesus is showing up in my consciousness. Right. And I'm like, yes. and, and so for me, that had to be the way it was. Yeah. It, it's time that as people that follow Christ, I don't even like the word Christian sometimes, but mm -hmm. as people that believe and follow in, in, in Christ's footsteps, mm -hmm. that if we truly follow, then we do these yeah. things that are a little woo woo, because <laughs> I would guarantee you, Jesus did a lot of this stuff that we're talking about here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knew about yoga. He knew about breath work. He knew all, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so, and so certainly if you want to be closer to, you know, your core, uh, you got to do the things that the big guy did, right? Yeah. yeah. Explore and yes. allow yourself, give yourself permission to try something new. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this isn't to your, uh, in the breath work thing. I think the thing that's so amazing is you're not taking any pills, potions, or lotions. You're not putting anything in or on your body. You're breathing. And yeah. you're, you know, nobody's, nobody's exactly right. I mean, it's not like take this pill and lay down and you're, right. and, and, and I'm, and, and there's, to your point, there's time and reasons for plant medicine and mm -hmm. I, and I'm pro plant medicine as well, but, yeah. but certainly this is just you breathing and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. you release, you release things because the body is a, right? The body stores everything. It does. It does. Like the subconscious mind remembers every single thing, even from the time you were in the womb. Mm -hmm. And so even though you don't consciously remember it, your subconscious mind does. And right. so, so yeah, that's why the breath work can be so powerful because it can help you release things that you don't even know are there. Like mm -hmm. where in your life do you feel stuck? Where in your life are right. you not achieving your dreams and desires? Where in your life do you say you're going to do something and you don't do it? Right. You know, those are the areas you get to look at. And there's something underneath there, some kind of limiting belief or old emotion that is at the root of it. And Breathwork can really help move through those areas of stuckness. Yeah, and, and I, I love how you're shining light on that, that, you know, I think too often I have blamed myself for not being more proactive in areas of my life or, mm -hmm. or, or criticized myself yeah. for not being more successful or not being more loving or not being more kind or not being more spiritual, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, the whole list. But to some degree, well, for a big degree, if we don't get it right in the body, there's no way to actually... If we don't release it, it's yeah. just going to continue to play out until we do, right? I mean, it's kind of exactly. like, and, and I think everybody's familiar with, you know, you, you know, if you're, it, why did the same bad people show up in, you know, the same bad characters show up in different people in your mm -hmm. life? And it seems mm -hmm. like you learn the same, you know, why do people keep doing that? You know, it's, I've heard it like, especially when you're single and you're dating and there's like, mm -hmm. why do I keep attracting the same right. outcome? Mm -hmm. It's because... And I know I did that. I didn't get married till later in life. Um, 
And, and it's because really I didn't really have a choice because I wasn't healing the body. I wasn't healing the subconscious, right? Yeah, it, so exactly. Yeah. We, we draw to that, that which we need to either understand or heal from, I think. Is, exactly. is that kind of what you do in your work then? Yeah, I, I believe that is true quite often, you know, when things keep playing out the same way, even though we consciously don't want them to play out that way. Yeah, exactly. There's a lesson in there to learn. There's there's a, a belief or a program that is creating that reality for you. If we are each creating our own reality, then what's underneath the things that are unfolding in a way that we don't want them to, right? Mm -hmm. And so so what can we learn from it? What can we, what, what can we shift? What way of being do we get to release and what way of being do we get to step into? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of mind reprogramming um, mm -hmm. that gets to be done. Even though it's mind reprogramming that has to be done, your work deals with it on a very physical body level to help it release because so mm -hmm. it's not just talk therapy. It's not just, yeah. um, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good, it's not just affirmations. You're yeah. literally restructuring the way that the neurons are firing mm -hmm. through the breath work, right? Yeah. I mean, having that somatic experience mm -hmm. is so, so important. You know, talk therapy is great, but oftentimes mm -hmm. it just gets you so far. Um, right. Because until you actually bring it into the body, it's really difficult to start to shift. You know, I've kind of, my wife and I talk have talked about this recently. It's kind of like talk therapy has its place. And I've done talk therapy throughout yeah. my life at certain times that were hard and it's, it was beneficial, yeah. but it seems like talk therapy is managing stress versus this type of work is transcending stress. Yes, exactly. Right? This is, mm -hmm. So basically talk therapy is like coding the symptoms and I'm taking something mm -hmm. to kind of just help me when I say taking, but doing the talk therapy just to kind of mm -hmm. help me deal with it. Mm -hmm. Where when, when you do the work you're talking about, there's a reason you're called a transformational coach. It actually transforms yeah. so that I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily managing it anymore. It's actually transformed into something more joyful, more peaceful, more yeah. liberating, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get to move through, move through it instead of just mm -hmm. talk about it all the time. And especially if there's some le level of trauma. Right. I would, which there I always would, is. Yeah. Which, which there, there always is. Every, always everybody is. listening, if you're listening, you have some level of trauma. Exactly. I know. It's <laughs> still locked in your body. That's the way <laughs> it, it is. is. Right. There is I no, nobody gets out of that. People don't yeah. have to think in their mind, do I have trauma? Yes. The answer is yes. You have trauma. <laughs> I know. I sent an email yesterday speaking to trauma and I said something along the lines of like, if you're human, this applies to you. Yes, you know? Exactly. Because if you're, right. It's true. It's true. And, to some degree, like talking about your trauma, like, mm -hmm. and reliving it right. doesn't serve you. So right. let's, let's start to heal it. Let's start to right. have some somatic experiencing through the breath work to start to release it and let it go. And then mm -hmm. start to reprogram the mind with more empowering beliefs and ways of being. And it's a practice. It doesn't happen in one session, right? but it's, it, it does happen. It's uh, like anything else you do, the more you do it, the more uh, it has benefit, right? Yeah, it's like, for sure. you know, you mm -hmm. do one session, you're going to have benefit. But when you start doing more and more mm -hmm. of it, it's like working out. It's like running. It's like anything, dieting, or not, I shouldn't say dieting, eating proper nutritional <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. diet. Um, the more you do it, the more benefit you get mm -hmm. because the body is continually healing from that, right? It's, yeah, not like a, exactly. it's not like a one and done. It's not a... It, it, 
well, and certainly it can, I think there can be great benefit from the one and done, mm-hmm. but, but certainly to get the long-term benefit. Um, yeah. It's, if you it's repetition. Keep, yeah. And, and, and for those overachievers out of, out there, which I would say I'm a recovering overachiever <laughs> for those overachievers listening, you can, you know, you're not going to get to the place that we're talking about unless you do it. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, so, yeah, so if you want to, you want to be at the top of your game, guess what? You got to do the things that other people do that are at the top of the game. And most yeah. of the people that I do talk to that I would consider at the top of their game, one, don't think that way necessarily, mm-hmm. but two, they do stuff. They do the yoga. They do the meditation. Almost every person I have come on the show has some type of morning routine, morning ritual where they, mm-hmm connect with God somehow mm-hmm. they connect with their body somehow, right? There's a rhythm yeah. to success there is. And, I'll, yeah, and I'll say there's sure. a rhythm to success in life. It doesn't matter if we're talking career or family or mm-hmm. whatever you want to be good at. If you want to be really good at, you got to do the stuff we're yeah, talking about that you just exactly. do. You do. Uh, you do. Otherwise you're, you're going to get the results that everyone else gets, which are not necessarily the best that you can be, right? That's right. why the perfection, that's why the perfectionist is your superpower, right? Cause you want to be really good at this you stuff. You want to be really good. Yeah. Without the judgment and the criticism <laughs> yes. and yeah. like giving yourself grace as you make progress. And, um, oftentimes it's these like beautiful self-care practices and healing practices that mm-hmm. the ego is most resistant to because, because that's those are the practices that start to silence the ego and help and start to move you along the path of becoming the highest version of yourself. So that's where you get to lean in and and do the work. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. So how do people um, learn more about what you do specifically? Do they go to your website? Do they text you? How do they get a hold of (laughs) Jen Broyles? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Good question. My website is great. It's my name, jenbroyles.com. And I have on my website, there's a free guided meditation, breathwork meditation, if you want to give that a try. Um, I'm also on social media. You can search Jim Broyles on Instagram. I'm Jim Broyles Health Coach. Um, But yeah, website is great. You can contact me through my website. You can get some free resources on my website. So I'd love to connect with you. And and I'm assuming you do virtual work now because we're in the virtual world. We so are, you can work yeah. with people. You don't have to live just in Dallas, Texas. You don't you have live. to live just in <laughs> Dallas, Texas. If you do live in Dallas, Texas, I can work with you in person. But otherwise, I oh, do a lot of virtual nice. work for sure. And and do you do typically one-on-one or do you also do group stuff when, when you're working both. with people? I do both. I do a okay. lot of one-on-one. So I work with private clients and then I do uh-huh. breath work as well. So both in person and online. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, well, Jen Broyles, we really do appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate you coming on the show today. And thank you for letting me probably run on more than I normally do on the show. Oh, <laughs> um, it's a pleasure. So, so great to connect with you. I loved our conversation. Yes, yes. Well, certainly. And come back on. We love uh, having friends of the show that come back from time to time. And, you know, if you're doing new stuff, if you have a workshop coming up, if you've got, you know, something you're releasing or just have some awareness that you think would be important for us to know, feel free to reach out and come back on. We'd love to have you back on. Thank you. I would love that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E. Vibe, V-I-B-E dot com. Thank you for listening.